own your space. That's your space. You're Michael Jordan, right? He's like, Michael Jordan never cared about the player who was second in the NBA. That's right. Coke doesn't care about Pepsi. Pepsi cares about Coke, but you'll see, you know, and they're all advertised, but Coke doesn't care about Pepsi because when you own your space, it's rare that anyone catches up. Let it, let everyone else fight for a second. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here this beautiful summer day with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. We are rolling right through summer. I cannot believe June is gone. Ha! And we are at halftime, meaning six months gone and six months to go in 2022. What an exciting time. Are where you wanted are you where you wanted to be after two quarters? Uh, in some places, yes. In other places, still working on it. So you know what? It's a mixture. And I'll tell you what's interesting is that we're halftime, but guess what? We've come to the what I consider the slowest season of the year. Why did they do that to us? They get us pumped, ready, go, fire, go. And then they go, pow, let's put summer in there. Let's put all these enticements, vacation, happy, healthy food, not happy, healthy food, and downtime. How do we get past that stuff and forge ahead? And I always say, how do you take advantage of these amazing days? I mean, the sun's not setting till 8.30 and the sun's out by like five. You have this like entire time to just get up and balance everything to be able to maybe enjoy a little time by the pool, but then get recharged and get ready to get back into business. And today, what we wanted to do was take the last four episodes of the things we were doing yourself, your strategy, your system, your sales, shuffle them and be like okay now that we know some of these skills what do we do with it because you know us we're all about inspiration to action yes yes so today's episode is all about speaking life into your business that's right i don't know about you but i have been known to talk people out of sales Ooh, really why <laughs> I is get that so excited and i want to tell them everything Oh, we call that throwing up on them. We call that, you just want to throw up on them. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about that. And and I get um, too excited, I think, and uh, maybe over communicate. And when someone is not at the level you are understanding what it is you're talking about, they become overwhelmed and they shut down. Think about the simple question, even of where do you want to eat tonight? Right. There's, if there's too much going on and I was just at a business conference and he was saying even websites overwhelm people, give them too many offers and they just leave. Absolutely. You know, there's an expression that says a confused mind does nothing, Ooh. nothing. And so when there's too much, too many options, too much being said, people shut down from overwhelm and they take no action, which is contrary to what we as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as emerging leaders want them to do. 
So now is the time to really look at how do we change that? How do we transfer that energy, that excitement, because we're excited about what we're doing to really help them see the vision, the Mm -hmm. value, and why they need to work with us. And maybe it's not that first time you meet. Maybe you're just building the relationship. My favorite word, relationship relationship and rapport. What did you say? Rapport. Rapport. Yes. Many meetings. I know you're famous for meeting people in bathrooms and stores. Yeah. And it's just the connection. And again, it's not intended to be that final sale, that final engagement. It is simply a touch point. Think of it that way, a little touch. And then we move from there. Oh, that's good. They're saying we need at least uh, eight to 12 touch points. And all these books we're reading are telling us that touch points can be just as simple as a thank you card after the first meeting, sending them the text of the picture you guys took together. So really just incorporating some of these strategies uh, into the everyday connections that you are making with people without kind of going straight for uh, the sale. Even if they need it, if they're confused, they're less likely to get it from you. What you probably done is prime them to be like, oh yeah. And I've done that a few times before too with different uh, products I was selling is they didn't buy mine, but they were happy to thank me because I really inspired them to go out and get it from someone else. Absolutely. (laughs) Not a thing that you want to hear. Right. You're welcome. You're like, really? You bought that somewhere else? Wow. Okay. But that really is a a lesson learned. And it's an opportunity for us to look at this thing and say, okay, what have I done that was not that beneficial for what I'm trying to do? Hence, we're going to speak life into your business. We're going to talk about how you can speak the life into your business with your messaging with your messaging and your marketing. Your words are your marketing. We know that there's paper collateral and websites and social media, but what you say is really important to the people that you're trying to touch. That's so true. Go ahead. Shall we get started? Yes, I have the perfect intro story. So COVID's kind of decreased. Well, it's increasing, but you know, when 2020 people never knocked on your door and now it's 2022. So people are more inclined now to come to my door again. And the first guy came and he was trying to ex- get me to do solar. And it was a little confusing. And I didn't like, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I'm like, well, come back. I'll have it ready. And no follow through. Didn't come back. Didn't think about it. Didn't purchase it. Well, me and Natalie, uh, we saw a cockroach and we freaked out. And I'm like, I'm going to have to call a bug guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, two days later, there was a bug guy at my door. And he was phenomenal. Um, In the middle of the sale, I stopped him and I go, how long are you guys trained for? And he started laughing and I go, I'm a business psychologist. I just want to know your training is on point. Right. He said, we get three weeks of training before we hit the field. And then he's like, once we hit the field, he's like, I've been doing this for three years. I go, but you did it flawlessly. I bought. Yes. Um, But his message and communication was very simple. What can I do for you? Why, why is what I do is better than anyone else? And what is the benefit if you buy today? Right. That's good. That's good. And that's what we have to look at in our business. And I want to give you a real short story. I had similar, a guy showed up at my door, young guy, young kid. Um, he li- listen, this is how long we sat and talked probably about 45 minutes <laughs> I believe it. for a short sales call, but his approach was polished. His words were polished. 
And me being the person I am, I'm inquisitive. So I'm asking questions. Learn that he doesn't live in California. He lives in Utah, comes here for the summer to make extra money. And that, you know, the systems training that they gave him, he was spot on. We sat 45 minutes, went from solar, because that's what he was selling, to running, to Utah, to school, college, everything. But I felt like I could have sold him something at that point because of the rapport we built cross laterally. <laughs> but that's really important to look at. What are you saying out there? Are you attracting oh people or are you pushing them away with your words, with your messaging? So we want to talk through this today and help you get some strategies in place to move your business forward. Misty, it's summer. What are we saying to the folks? I had a crash course the second time I've taken this uh, business uh, strategy sort of course, which you're coming to in uh, December, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the whole point, uh, one of it was we had to deliver our message in less than two minutes. And we, uh, we had to do it from stage. And it's not the stage. And um, the whole premise is, can you in two minutes influence someone to understand who you are and what you do? And not maybe get the sale, but maybe get them interested enough to get the next follow-up step. And it was crazy how many people couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. They just um, was very confusing on being able to simplify. You know, when you've done something for 20 years, what do you simplify? How do you start? Right. And what um, I always said too, is like, if, what if you do lots of things, right? Where do you start? And we've had this conversation before. And one of the skills is to be intentional, be intentional. Where are you going? Who is going to be there? And where do you start from there? So um, for instance, if I'm mental health in one realm, but in the other realm, I'm business, even though they both sometimes collide, Absolutely. Um, my audience just like when I'm doing a training, I find out who I'm doing the training for, what is it they need, and how can I serve them best? Then I put the training together. Well, there's no difference between what I'm training or when I'm going out to be able to make some connections um, for the businesses that we have. Absolutely. And that's the thing I think people have to frame in their mind. If they can't put their elevator pitch together, their business probably is. Um, all jumbled up, discombobulated and in pieces. So we have to start there, friends. Think about what is your messaging and how will you introduce that messaging to the world? Because nowadays people have three second attention spans, three second. And if you can't do a 30 second pitch, you're going to find yourself challenged, which is why we're here. We want to give you some tips, tools, and techniques to help you get there. And the biggest one is nobody cares who you are, or what you do. Everyone walks around with the what's in it for me, right? We feel what's in Good it from. for me. What are the benefits? Right. What do I get out of it? And the hard, hard lesson I had to learn was price isn't value. Right. And you could price yourself so low, you're pricing yourself out of sales from people who don't have as many rejections as other people. So it really is those value conversations because there is an audience out there. If the price is too low, they think it's a scam. Right. They well, it's expect not good. value and prices to be at a certain level. And if it doesn't meet that level, they will not buy it, which is crazy and almost contrary from when you watch TV and everyone's screaming at you half off and you could uh, buy now, but that's not conversation. That's TV. Mm -hmm. And if you 
discount and you give uh, a half off one time, that customer is now in that realm of expectation of communication. Well, if I paid that last time, why would I pay more this time? And you're really only getting that one and done and you're not getting that lifetime value. That's so important when you're connecting and making these relationships. Because I think anymore, not a lot of people have that come get one product. Right, exactly. You know, I had a conversation yesterday with one of my clients and she was telling me that she's going to provide t-shirts, some random thing. She does t-shirts, not as a business, but she has it as a supplemental part of her business. Hmm. And she goes, well, I had a lady contact me and I told her I would do the t-shirt. These are real numbers, guys, for $12. And I said, $12? I said, you go online, the t-shirt is going to cost you $20 to $25. And she goes, well, I'm not doing a lot or I'm not. I says, but what you did is you set a standard. You said $12. So when she tells her friends and family, they're going to be looking for a $12 t-shirt. Whereas if you set the standard of this t-shirt is $20, now they'll come back at $20. The lady that you sold it to, even though it was a favor, it's still $20. So we have to think about how we frame ourselves, how we set ourselves up. If we come out with one of our programs, like our accountability group, Misty, we said to the group, this is a beta test. This is a pilot one time only. If you commit, here's what you'll get in exchange for what you'll get. Here's what we need from you. And this is why we're offering the low pricing. So it has to align your messaging, your marketing, what comes out of your mouth. And then of course that pricing. And your branding. Um, I think one of the, the things when I was telling you about the two salesmen is the first salesman kind of casual khakis shirt. Um, Second salesman, uh, khakis, he had a logo of his shirt on. He had a business card. He was very, um, what do you call that? And I love how you said the word polished. And I think when it comes with polished sword, I also think of it, he was very confident, mm -hmm. very confident about what he was selling and why he was selling it. Okay. Confidence is so important. Even if your messaging isn't right, I've gone to so many like BNIs or, you know, chamber member meetings. And some of the times I go in because I've got three hats on or four hats on, I'm not even sure what I'm going to say. But the moment it comes out of my mouth, I say it with confidence, chest lifted, face firm. And guess what? They're all like, "Woo! I want to know more. And I get claps. It's because that confidence you know, making people know or helping people feel like you're competent as well and that you're capable of producing what you just promised them in your short elevator pitch. Bill Walsh says, own your space. That's your space. You're Michael Jordan, right? He's like, Michael Jordan never cared about the player who was second in the NBA. That's right. Coke doesn't care about Pepsi. Pepsi cares about Coke, but you'll see you know, and they're all advertising, but Coke doesn't care about Pepsi because when you own your space, it's rare that anyone catches up. Let it, let everyone else fight for a second. I love that. I love that. And I want you all to think about that as you think about your business, own your space. I always say something like, it doesn't matter what everyone is doing. My competition is me. So I'm looking at me versus me. Yeah, I look around a little bit there, but I don't get tunnel vision and focused on corporation XYZ, I've got to look at what I'm doing, what I'm providing, and how I'm going to help that next client get to their next level. And hmm. it happens with tunnel vision, clear focus. I love that. So let me ask you a question. Yes, uh, You have three kind of different niche, niche, niches, if you will. 
how do you know where to kind of, um, you can tell it's almost horse racing season. I'm like, come out of the block, right? How do you, what is your kind of um, tools and techniques when having conversation to where you know where to steer it, given that you own uh, like three companies? Well, for me, it's really important that I read the crowd. It's almost ah. like speaking. We're talking about speaking life. You've got to read the crowd. Who am I talking to? Who's in the room? Who can benefit from what I have to offer of the three or four offers that I have? So I spend a lot of time reading the crowd and listening. I'm ear hustling all the time. You know, I'm a mom. I, <laughs> I have worked with children for years and my ears are always keen. Even though I'm here, yes, I'm listening to you, Mr. or Mrs., but I'm, I've got something in the background listening so that I know when I position myself, whether it's an elevator pitch in, at a chamber meeting or BNI, I've already listened. I, I hear what the people are saying. And if someone came before me, okay, got it, check, done. I love that. The other thing that I really kind of picked up on this last couple of weeks was, um, what can I do for you? So uh, my friends were in a conversation about, oh, I want to homeschool. And I have another friend that homeschools. And I kept telling each of them, oh, I got to connect you. I got to, I got to, right? Those, those magic words. So finally I was at lunch with one and I'm like, do you have a few minutes? Hold on. And I called the other one and I said, this is her. And I just handed the phone over. So it's that warm sort of handover um, that you could also be doing. So when you're out and you're listening, and as Kimberly always says, you're being interested instead of interesting, you could hear things that these people might need and you might not be able to fulfill it, but you probably know or really close with someone that can. Yes. So we always say, get a guy. Who's your, who's your realtor? Do you know a really great realtor? Do you know a really great banker? Do you know a really great tax person? Like when you're out talking businesses, quick conversations come up. And when you promote others yes, and you're not promoting yourself, ironically, that builds a better connection to you. And if you're promoting your friend and your friend goes, your, that person goes to your friend, you know, they're going to promote you right back. Um, Dr. Tina is one of my favorite. If I said like, oh, you need a chiropractor. I have a best chiropractor ever. They go see Dr. Tina and all Tina does is, is um, rave on about us. Right. About what we're doing and how great we are. So it's that like synergy you're creating when you're actually listening and you're of service to the person who's talking with whatever they talk about. And usually people do talk about problems. Yes, they're all, always. And that's why <laughs> listening is so important, you know, and it goes back to making sure they're the most important person in the room, not you, mm. right? They're the most important. And when you recognize that you do a, the couple things I said, number one, read the crowd, number two, listen. But the third thing I didn't mention yet was asking those questions. If Ooh. given the opportunity, ask the folks in front of you questions. So you know how to give the pitch. If you already are serving a client base right now, survey your clients, find out what they like, or better yet, what attracted them to you. They're going to tell you, we can use the power that exists within. Now, let's say you don't have clients, which if you're just starting off and you're a newbie and you have zero clients and you're trying to fine tune or create your pitch, elevator pitch, what do you do? Well, you grab some people that you trust, right? Professionals that you aspire to greatness that are in your sphere of influence and you run it past them. You ask them questions. What can I add? What can I look at? But make sure when you do, you show them and tell them what you hope to accomplish. 
by giving them a framework, they know what to listen to so they can help you then create, I'm going to use the word, the perfect pitch. (laughs) And I have to add, your pitch may change. Mine does almost every time I open my mouth. Now I have the base there, but I may change it a little bit because I help. I'm in a room with chiropractors. I help chiropractors build their, I help fishers. You know, you've got to be able to shift and pivot depending on the audience you're with. And I agree. Uh, like when you're enrolling who that is and you're making it kind of tunnel vision towards them, the great part is if you own your branding and you know who you are, you could be in any room and still connect them back through that engagement with them. But it's also, and you never changes. That's right. Who are you and what do you do and how do you do it is the uh, three most important questions. And I've stopped asking, um, what do you do? And right. I, um, I say, how do you um, inspire the world? How do you impact the world? And what it does is it throws them off for a second, but in that split second, because I ask them differently at any mixer, they're going to remember that crazy lady that asked them how they inspire the world, not what they do for a living. So even in your approach, you can uh, start to uh, touch points because that's our brand. We inspire, we inspire people to action. So when the things we do is let's give you something that inspires you and then let's get you to that next step. So you don't talk yourself out of it. I have to tell you a little secret. When I was 20s, 30s, 40s, especially in the corporate world networking, and I would, and I still do it today. And people go, what do you do? I was irritated by that question. I always have been irritated because here's what my back thoughts were. What I do is not a reflection of who I am. What I do is not a reflection of who I am. So more importantly, I think you probably want to know a little bit about who I am and not what I do. Sometimes people find themselves in occupations Um, just because it pays a paycheck and not because that's their passion or that's their life purpose. And so I was always like, ah, and as a result of that, I never asked people, what do you do? I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I, and even this morning, Misty, when, (laughs) when we were prepping for the show, I said to you, what are we talking about today? I said, what, what inspired you this week? Did I not ask you that question? That was exactly it because that's what matters to me. And I think should have mattered to the world. My occupation, what may pay that paycheck, although important, I want to find out who you are so I can touch to the innermost parts of you. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do we do that? What are our action steps? Well, let's, let's give them a few action steps in speaking life into your business. The first one I want to talk about is the pre-work. The pre-work. pre-work. <laughs> We know that in order for us to go out to the world and give an elevator pitch or just share what we do, we've got to do some pre-work. And I know you're probably thinking, number one is thinking about what you do. Yes, but I want to go back a little bit further. I want to encourage you to think about what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it. So often our self-talk sabotages us. Our self-talk leads us down paths that are not in line with where we want to go. Mm. And so with that in mind, we really need to think about what's in our head, right? As a man thinketh, so is he. We've got to put the positive things. We have to think about here, I can serve the world. I can make a difference. My product matters. 
Say that to yourself, put it on your mirror, put in your refrigerator, on your dashboard, because that's what's going to help you when you show up. If there is no belief inside of you, the people you're talking to won't believe you either. So that pre-work is internal, folks, right here. It's in between those two ears right here in that cranium. You've got to think about what I need to do to be ready to share anything with the world. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, I want to add to the, uh, the, the pre-work and connect it with the second step. So after pre-work, it is perfect practice. It's, it's getting better at it before you even leave the house. But when you're in that pre-work, it really is the SWAT, your strengths, your threats, your opportunities, your weaknesses, and looking at where you can expand on some of those um, to make them better as you practice, but not beating yourself up for it. So we were at the, uh, we're at the conference and one of the leaders of the conference is like, Hey, uh, go see if you can get me a BLT. And I'm like, all right. So I go to the kitchen and I just have the buffet. And I'm like, Hey, one of the uh, owners of the conference over here, cause you pay a lot of money to be in the conference mm-hmm. would like a BLT. And the waitress is all like, Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you ask the manager for me, not in a Karen sort of way, but it was like a very like, Hey, you know, maybe someone that understands business is going to understand you like, if it's, if it's doable, do it. That's and the manager comes, he's like, the kitchen's closed. You know, we just have the buffet. We're understaffed. And I'm like, I understand. So I come back and I tell Michael, I'm like, you met Michael Silvers. He was on the yep. show. And I'm like, Michael, the kitchen's closed, but I did go all the way up to the manager for you. Yep. And he's all like, thank you. Well, <laughs> this man, 10 minutes later comes back with a BLT. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> and I said, what? And he like tapped me on the shoulder and he was cute and he's all extra bacon and I was like, what did you do? And he said, and I'll say, I'm going to slow it down. He said, I went to the chef Woo! Woo! and the sandwich was free. Yes. Yeah. So yes. when you're pre-working and you're perfect, um, that was one lesson for me. And the thing was, okay, I was super excited because I would never have gone to the manager before. I would have been like, no, okay. But you know, when you're business partner with Kimberly and uh, you're, friend on a says nose are free you just keep trying a little bit right a little bit more and it was funny because it solidified for me when you're doing all this communication is communicate with the right person that's right communicate with the right person it could have been a yes it could have been a no but i wasn't at the right person so when i'm learning and i'm doing my pre-work and i'm perfecting is not to feel like no is rejection and to do the pre-work of who do i need to be in front of with what i have Right, right. Who do I need to be in front of with what I have? So you're practicing, you're you're learning, you're and you're just uh you're confident enough saying it. And I love this because I have ADHD and sometimes I hate saying the same things over and over again. But that's really what you gotta do is you gotta be so good in it that if I wake you up at two in the morning, that's what you're reciting to me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's so good. That's so good. You know, if I can interject one thing I want to say. You will never get for get something you don't ask for. You'll never get something you don't ask for. Oh, well, I gotta write that down. And so when you think about that, I got chills. You will work. never get something you don't ask for in anything, business, in relationship. Anything. So, oh my god, that's right. And so that pre work, that practice, that perfection of your talk, what you're gonna put out to the world. Remember that. And so when you're putting it out there, think about what is it that you want? What is your final outcome? That's the word. What is my outcome? What do I hope to attract with these words that I am 
putting out of my mouth right now. You know that expression. Are you hearing the words that are coming out of my <laughs> mouth? Right? That's what you want to think about because that's the difference. And then that third step, Missy, is perform. So you're going to do the pre-work, set it up, get in your mind first, figure out what you're trying to get out to the world, practice it, perfect it, and then perform, baby. It's time to show up to the world and not just show up. And here's the thing I love with the performance aspect of it. If you think about any concert, any performer, they don't do it once. They don't do it once. They give themselves opportunities to do it over and over and again. If you go to a concert, that concert is not just in California, they're in New York, they're in Philadelphia, they're in London, they're in England. So guess what? Their performance happens over and over again. So my wow. advice to you, Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur, business owner, emerging leader, set yourself up. Get yourself out of the door, out of the chair and show up at networking meetings, social meetings, uh, chamber meetings so that you can practice and speak life into your business. Mm, that was good. You know what I, I really thought, like you said, is that they're doing it over and over again. And as uh, an artist had a hit 20 years ago and they said, do you get tired of it? And he said, I do. He's like, I've been singing it at every concert for 20 years because it was his first number one hit. He's like, I'm absolutely tired. I never want to sing it again. I'm disgusted by it until I hit that first chord and I see the audience's face. Right. He's like, by the middle of the song, their joy of it, their, what they're getting out of it is way more important than me being sick of it. I so I think that. that again, it's that whole reminder. It's not about you. It's about the customer. That's right. It's about the, the person that could be a potential customer. And then the last quote that I heard was, treat everyone like they're a future customer. Because mm, you never know. And here's the truth. Somebody today who may say no, because remember, no is not now or not enough information could very well be your client three, five, 10 years from now. Mm. So with that framework and that mindset, remember, do your pre-work, practice, perfect, and give yourself opportunities to perform. This will give you life. So it's time, friends, to go and speak life into your business this summer. And like we say every week, there's something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.